But man, I thought last week we just got absolutely stupid in the spirit, and uh, I loved it. It was incredible. I think the series has been going well. I thought church in general has just been incredible so far, and I love that week after week we say these things. That it's not just something we say because we want it to be cooler than it is, or we want to uh, we want to say it because um, we're believing for it. No, no, no. Like like that prayer request or that praise report said, we are literally walking out this God dream that God gave us of this incredible church where 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 it's summer nights, and so if there's low numbers, we don't let low numbers determine what we get out of God, out of His Word, out of a moment in worship. But no, we we get into it, don't we? We go in. We are going in church. And I love it because we're going to continue that tonight. I want to keep that same energy. Can we keep the same energy? Can we just get after it tonight? Can we chase God tonight as he's pursuing us? Is that good with you? Because, man, I've loved... This has just been a wild ride, and I'm excited for week three tonight. I'm excited to continue our series. Um, But week one, what was it? It was Go Legend. Y'all remember Go Legend? Week one, that was incredible. We talked about how legendary, the title of our series is legendary. We are believing to not only be a legendary church, but for the church to be a legendary church. And we talked about how legendary and legend isn't just an accident. It's not a happenstance. We don't just stumble into being a legendary church. No, no, no. We actually have to actively go legend. This is not something that we just fall into or just arrives on our door, but we have to believe God for greater things. Y'all remember first uh, week one? We got to believe God for greater things. Week two, what do we do? It was, um, I should remember my own title messages, eh? I am legend. That's right. Not the Will Smith, not the Will Smith choking out the dog message. Uh, I'll never watch that movie again. That scene gets me every time. I don't know if you've seen I Am Legend, but that was foul, and I'm not cool with that being put on screen. That and Molly and me, you're out. I don't want it. I gotta think for dogs, man. I got two of them. I don't have any kids yet. It is what it is. Um, but yeah, I am legend. What a great night that was. I felt, again, I felt like we just got super stupid in the spirit, but we talked about that in order for a church or for a Christian to be a legendary church, that we have to first understand that we are already legend. Hence the title, I am legend. A legend is what? A person that takes place in the middle of an epic tale going on around them and usually possesses unique qualities of bravery, courage, powers, heroism, right? We also saw another definition of it, a tale of a saint. If that wasn't more perfect for this series, I don't know what it is. A tale of a saint. And how often for us as Christians, we view the pastors and the preachers as the person in the middle of the epic tale going on, but we don't realize that we are all legends, that we've all been chosen, that the story isn't just happening or unfolding before our eyes, but the greatest story ever told where we exist between Acts and Revelations in the Bible, this story that is being told, we are still a part of every single one of us, not just for those with the microphone, but every single one of us have been given a platform to be a legend. Amen? So tonight, if you're taking notes, where are my note takers at? I'm feeling fried right now. Okay, seven of us. Take more notes. That's what everyone told me back in the day, and it's just, it's paying off now. But if you're taking notes, the title of my lesson, uh, my lesson, what are we in Sunday school? But the title of my message is this. You ready? ready. Write this down. Legend or bust. Turn to your neighbor and tell him, yo, this is legend or bust. Turn to your second, second uh, choice neighbor, the person you clearly like less than the other person, and tell, no, 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 don't tell him that. Tell him, don't be a buster. You got to say it real Southern and Pentecostal tonight, all right? Everything's going to be Pentecostal. We're about to bring out the snakes. It's going to be awesome. Say, buster. Buster. 
Fantastic. Can somebody let uh, Alec in the door back there? Can somebody hit the door? My man, thank you so much. Comes through with his flowery shirt. I love it. The title of my message is Legend or Bust. Man, I'm really excited about this. Y'all mind if we uh, open up some scripture real quick? Who's got a Bible tonight? Who loves Jesus tonight? It should be the same thing. You should have your Bible <laughs> I love this. Each week now, I do feel like progressively each week, no matter like how summer has its way with series and, and numbers and things, I do feel like week after week, we do see far more leatherback, paperback Bibles happening in church when I make these jokes. So I'm very excited about that. Your iPhone and your Android, those are good. But man, there ain't nothing like just having a nice, sturdy leatherback. You know what I'm saying? You ever heard that quote, man's Bible is falling apart, chances are his soul's not? Mm, just saying. Use it. I heard it. It's not me. It came from the Lord to somebody else. But tonight, oh, hey, air conditioner kicking on. That's great. All right, tonight we are coming out of 1 Corinthians 4, 16 through 20. I'm coming out of the NIV at this part, and then I got a little NLT I want to throw in there, and then I got a little message translation I want to throw in there. So we're going to get into it tonight. But 1 Corinthians 4, 16 through 20 in the NIV. Y'all there? Y'all write this down? You ready to go? Stay ready. You ain't got to get ready. Therefore, I urge you to imitate me. For this reason, I have sent you Timothy, my son whom I love, who is faithful in the Lord. He will remind you of my way of life in Christ Jesus, which agrees with what I teach in every church. Some of you have become arrogant, as if you were not, if I were not coming to you. But I will come to you very soon. If the Lord is willing, then I will find out not only how these arrogant people are talking, but what power they have. Verse 20. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of talk, but of power. Somebody say power. power. We're going to say that aloud tonight. Verse 20 in the NLT. I love how it says this. For the kingdom of God is not just a lot of talk, but it's living by God's power. And then... It's really, uh, it's easy to, to digest and take in, but it says this. Sorry, my microphone shut off for a second. Message translation 18 through 20 says, I know there are some among you who are so full of themselves, they never listen to anyone, let alone me. They don't think I'll ever show up in person, but I'll be there sooner than you think, God willing. And then we'll see, we will see if they are full of anything but hot air. God's way is not a matter of mere talk. It is an empowered life. Man, Paul is throwing some shots in there. I love that. All right, do you mind if we pray before we go any further? Fantastic. Go ahead. Jesus, we thank you for tonight, God. I ask that you would come, that you would have your way, God. We love Jesus. Again, that we don't serve a God who is far off, but when we invite you in, you show up, Jesus. So we ask that you would take us up on this opportunity, knowing full well that you will, but we invite you here, God, to have your way, do your thing, mess us up, God. We want to leave better than we came in, more with more hope than we came in, God, feeling better about ourselves and our walk with you than we came in, God. We know that church isn't for a beat down, it's for a build up. So Holy Spirit, let's build up some people to tonight in Jesus mighty name of faith filled church said amen. amen all right I had to get rid of it and I wanted to throw something it is what it is but I love this I love that Paul Paul is an original gangster y'all heard the term OG that's Paul he is an OG of the New Testament. My God, he is a legend in every sense of the word. And, and to be writing a letter to the Corinthians by saying, 
Some of y'all are just full of hot air, but we're going to see. I'm going to show up, and we're going to see if you're full of anything else. We're going to see if you got more talk, if you got more talk, or if you got some power in your life. And I love that. I love how Paul is just going after him. If you don't know Paul, Paul is an apostle. He is awesome. A little quick context here. Paul is an apostle. He is awesome. He has the incredible gift of, of going out into all the world, into where God has called him, and to not only starting churches, but placing ministers and leaders and pastors in them, and then shepherding them from far off. This is incredible. He's a show up, preach, go, go to the next one, on to the next one, and so forth. This is Paul, and it's awesome. And in the Bible, we have all of these letters that he wrote, two of which go to the church Corinthians. It's called 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians. Not many, in the New Testament, letters at least, are actually made up of two churches. You got to be a pretty messed up, jacked up, crazy place for Paul to sit down and write you not one, but two letters. Amen. Like, I mean, the church in Corinth has got problems. And I love this because, and I I say this out, not because I think that we have problems. No, 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 don't get it twisted. I'm not going to be like, you're the church of Corinth and we're going to burn hell. We need to repent. That's not what this message is about. And we will never, good God, we will never preach a message like that. Not in this church. No way. But man, the church of Corinth is, is one messed up, jacked up, crazy place. They have heard the good news of Jesus. They have encountered Paul. They have been made alive, awake, oh sleeper. And at some point in time, I don't know if it was a person deceiver. We don't know if it was the devil. We don't know who led them astray or what. But they would still freely meet in the name of Jesus. But then actively, on purpose pursue in their own lives things completely apart from God. And this isn't just the human messiness of life, right? We talk about that all the time. Like, we are humans. We have messes, okay? And a shepherd, Jesus, a pastor, yada, 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 a shepherd is actually there so that when sheep roll around in their own mud and their own feces, the shepherd spends most of their time picking out their feces, they poop, and mud, out they wool, okay? Like that's the job of a shepherd, of a pastor. This is what they do. Sheep are messy. Humans are messy. We have mess in our lives. I am not a perfect person. I have a mess in my life. So this isn't just your everyday mess of lives, what we all go through as people. No, 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 no. Corinth has some really, is- really big issues. And so Paul is writing to them and he is saying, man, some of you guys have gotten so arrogant. Some of you guys got so far off the beaten path. You encountered Jesus. You came alive. You, you awoke. And now you're doing this. And now, you're, and, now you're, and now you're living like this. Paul's not writing this letter, both books. He never writes to condemn the church of Corinth. No, no, no. He's writing them to remind them of who they are and more importantly, whose they are. Am I preaching to anybody tonight? And so the reason I titled my message Legend or Bust is less to do with the the overarching uh, situation here at the Church of Corinth. The reason I named the message Legend or Bust is because here it is. This is the standard of living. This is what it is. Legendary status or bust. We're not going to be a church that is okay with lukewarm. We're not going to be a church that's okay and settles for hearing about greater things and never actually bringing them to Grand Rapids. I love hearing things about Bethel Redding out in Redding, California. You should pray for them too, by the way. They got a big fire going on out there in that whole Carr County and it's wild, all right? Pray for the firefighters. Pray for everybody going through it. We pray for them. 
But I love their music, and I love this church. I love hearing about Bill Johnson. I love hearing about greater things happening in Northern California. I love hearing about greater things happening with Bobby and Brian Houston down at Hillsong Church in Australia. I love hearing greater things are happening, but I will not, as a Christian, as a pastor, as a church, we cannot and never will settle for hearing about greater things And God. No, we're going to be a church that makes greater things for God. Amen? If the Bible says that we can do it, Amen. I got to believe it. I got to take him up on his word. This is legend or bust. And so just like week one when we heard about those boys, and we're going to talk about them again in a little bit because it just fits so perfectly to double back to these boys from week one in Acts, the seven sons and the priest that just got beat down. Just like them and the, and the demons turn to them when they're getting ready to exercise them and be like, Paul, I know. Jesus, I know. Who are you? I would never in my life, I could not, I can't even fathom the thought of it because I just love Jesus so much and I love you so much and I love the city so much because Lord knows I asked him for a boulder to spit out of the sky if we were called to Grand Rapids because I wanted out of Michigan. I did a seven-year stint in Grand Haven. I was ready to go. But he did. He didn't really send a boulder. But man, he sent some people and he sent some confirmation and it was wild. And he has shown up and he has made the whole thing happen this whole time. But I cannot fathom being a church that would ever receive a letter like that from Paul that says, the kingdom of God is not mere talk. The kingdom of God is power. I'm not preaching to anybody tonight. I am, not, I am not okay. I am not content as a man who follows Jesus, as a Christian, as a husband, as a leader, as a pastor. Whatever title you want to put on me anywhere throughout the day, we wear many hats in this life. I am not okay as a Jesus follower not seeing greater things happen in this life. And I am certainly not okay with having talk of power without actually having power. I'm not preaching to anybody tonight. Is there anybody in this house tonight that wants power and not just talk. Man, I want to talk it like I walk it. I don't want to walk it like I talk it. I want to talk it like I walk it. You can write that down. Talk it like you walk it. I'm not even a note guy. I'm not even like, here's three things that you're going to get out of my message tonight. No, we don't, we don't do that. I'm not, this isn't soft serve, man. We are here for some beef tonight. Amen? Unless you're vegan and vegetarian, who Rusty said right really loud. We're here for some tofu and protein, soybeans. I got you too. We're here for the real thing is all I'm trying to say. This isn't, this isn't list and I want you to soft serve this to you. No, no, no. The word of God is meant to wreck you. It's meant to change you. The spirit of God is meant to leave you never the same again. And we want that in this church. Amen. And so I want to be a church and I want to be a Christian. I want to see takeover be a church that walks it, that talks it. But I don't want to walk it like I talk it. I want to talk it like I walk it. Well, what is that, Matt? Is that fake it till you make it? No, 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 no. It's not fake it until you make it. This is not having positive thoughts and positive vibes and yada, yada, yada. It's not that. This is, I want to talk it like I walk it. And not where my talk can't cash checks that, that my, my life isn't, isn't, uh, isn't writing. But no, no, no. I want my walk to be what the Bible says. I want this church to be what the Bible says. And that's not just talks of greater things and talks of power. But I want to walk in that power. 
I want to walk out that power. I want to see a church come alive in the city that walks out that power. I'm appreciating anybody tonight. Because I don't want to just talk about greater things happening. We talked about it, uh, what, two weeks ago? Talked about, man, when those boys came up and they got their butts handed to them by the, by the demon-possessed kid and all these things. When in the book of Acts, we talked about it. Those boys were full of a lot of talk. I don't want to be a church that's just full of a lot of talk. No, I want to be a church that knows the power it has. And we don't only just have our names feared and echoed in the halls of hell. But no, we walk and we trample straight over hell. Am I preaching to anybody tonight? There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the Holy Spirit. There is power in God and getting together as a community. And there is power in our words when our lives match up to it. I want to be a church that just doesn't walk it or doesn't just talk it. I want to be a church that actually walks it. When I was a young man back in the day, it's hard for you to believe because I'm old. But when I was a young guy in youth ministry, my youth pastor came to me and this was one of the harshest conversations I ever had. You all have one of those harsh conversations that to this day, you could be like almost 15 years removed and yet still be like that haunts you and it hurts you and you just kind of get convicted by it. You ever have those? Like you have that conversation that was just such a kick where it counts and it's just like, God, it still haunts me and it still convicts me to this day. My youth pastor, he sat me down and he was like, Matt, you are getting people to church. And I'm like, yeah, compliment me. I'm 16. I got pride issues. It's great. Tell me about it. Still do. Thank you. And he was like, you're bringing people to church. And yeah, you, you can quote the best theologians in the world. You can regurgitate some fine one-liners, my friend. You've read a lot of books. But man, the reason I asked you here today isn't to choke your ego, and it's not to tell you how great Matt is. Man, I don't want to talk to you because you talk a lot, but I'm not seeing you walk a lot. You might be getting people to church. You might be showing up consistent. But your life outside of here, the parties you're going to, the girls you shouldn't be seen with, the girls you shouldn't be with, the things that you're doing, the things that you're doing late at night that's in secret that you don't want anybody else to know but you tell me because I'm the only person you can go to about these kind of things. You think your parents don't know? You've been crashing computers for like two years, man. What'd you download a Napster for? <laughs> Shout out to Napster back in the day. You might, y'all might be too young for Napster. I told you I was old. And that was a harsh conversation. He's like, you talk a lot, but you don't really walk a lot. You can get people to church on a Sunday. You can get kids to youth because you're charismatic. But your life at the lockers, your life in the locker room, your life on the sports field, on the wrestling mat, whatever you're getting into, your life when you go to Grand Rapids for some concerts, Man, your walk cannot back up your talk. And that was the hardest conversation I've probably had. The top five. Because one, you're 16 years old. And two, here's this guy who's an absolute legend who knows far more about God and all these things that he's doing what I believe I'm called to do, right? Aside from a few conversations I've had to have with Adrienne, or she's had to have with me, let's be honest. <laughs> that was the toughest conversation of my life. Walk it like you talk it. See, we can talk a lot. We can raise a lot of noise. 
but I want to walk it bigger than we talk it. I want our walk to be louder than our talk. Do I want hell to fear take over church and every single Christian that comes through our doors, every single Christian that we have the honor and privilege of doing life with? Yeah, I do. I want hell to tremble when they hear the name Zach Kramer wake up in the morning. When they hear Shelby wake up in the morning, I want hell to tremble. But I want it to be more than just talk. Because when it comes time to walk it like we talk it, I don't want to leave that meeting with that person, that meeting with that with, with the establishment, wherever it is or in our daily lives, where, where whether it's our mother in, in bed with cancer in, 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 the, in the hospital, wherever we find ourselves, where our walk needs to come through louder than our talk. I don't want to leave that broken, bloodied, beaten, and naked like those four or those seven boys in that priest were. I don't want to leave it that way. I don't want to have somebody writing to us in Grand Rapids saying, we saw your stuff on the gram. We saw your awesome website. We've seen the incredible video and photography and all these things you have going on. And we've seen you outside picking up the sidewalk and picking up liquor bottles and needles and whatever else may be out there. We see those things. But are you all talk or are you powerful? I don't want to be a Christian and I don't want to be a church. I don't want to be a Christian and I don't want to be a church that is full of hot air. I want to be a church and a Christian. I want this place and I want you, I want our lives to not be full of hot air. I want us to be full of the Holy Spirit. I don't want mere talk in our church and in our city. I don't want to make waves from, from the things that we say from this platform or the things that we post online that are obstinately different than other churches here in Grand Rapids. No, no, no. I want our walk to be loud. I want when somebody from take, Takeover goes into Madcap or the Lion Street Cafe or we go into Founders, we change things. Atmospheres change. People actually get set free from some things from having a conversation with us. I want us to have the goal. I want us to have the audacity to walk out what we talk about, to not just talk about how Jesus said greater things will you do even more than I, but I want us to walk it out in our city and on our sidewalks and not just in our prayer meetings and our worship service. I want us to go outside these four doors and not be full of just hot air, but of some truth and some grace and some mercy that our city clearly needs. I'm not preaching to anybody tonight. I feel like you're quiet out there. We're in a town hall meeting. Can you make some noise if you love Jesus? You know to get really far in your presentation or in your message, some of the young people, you know to get too far ahead of yourself, you got to rewind. That's the rewind. In order for it not to be just talk, we got to know how we can actually walk this out. I feel like we've done a really good job of laying the foundation this last few weeks in series, talking about a legendary church, what that looks like, talking about Okay, never mind. You don't understand? Okay. I don't want to be just another church that talks about it or, or we just have these great message series and these worship sets where we talk about being a legendary church and what's available to us and what God has said for us and what he has made us. I don't want to just set the groundwork and not tell you how to actually do it. So we're going to get kind of practical for a minute. And it's not practical like one, two, three, this is how you conquer the world. No, no, no. This is really practical because this is for every Christian and every churchgoer and every member who is a part of the greater church that, that encompasses the entire world. He came to reconcile the entire 
entire world. A lot of us are living lives like we're the only ones that are broken, like we're the only ones that are messed up, like we're the only ones whose ships are sinking and we can't do anything about it. But in fact, there is a global world and with a global church in it that we have the power and it doesn't need us just to talk about it because we've been talking about it all over the globe. For 2,000 plus years, we've been talking about it, but very few, very rare ones, the ones that we find out about, are actually walking it out. And I cannot allow that to be takeover church. You cannot allow that to be your life. You cannot allow that to be your assignment. Because you might have thought that Jesus just pursues you to make your life better, and he did in part, came to give you life and life fully. But with that, with picking up your cross, denying yourself daily, it's no longer about what we're going through all the time. Yes, that's a part of it. And yes, does he have a remedy? And yes, does he bring you to church so that people can pray with you and talk with you? And we do life together in our crews and we see each other on a daily and weekly basis and we do this thing together and we conquer these things together? Yes! But the second we've enlisted, the second we took him up on his opportunity for us to follow after him, this became less about us and less about what we get out of Takeover Church and what people outside these four walls get out of us and get out of Takeover Church. I'm not preaching to anybody tonight. So how do we do that? I want to tell you tonight, man, it is really simple. How do we have this power? How do, how do we have our, our walk talk louder than our talk? Because if you know Matt, he talks often and loudly. So how does my walk walk this thing out? It's really easy. It's really simple. Well, easy, probably not. Gonna be honest. Keep it a buck with you. Keep it a hundred. Okay? We seek Jesus. And some of us in here tonight, you were looking at me like you're an idiot. We're in church. <laughs> we're seeking Jesus. <laughs> yeah, you're seeking Jesus right now, but what about Monday morning? What about when you live, leave here? What about Tuesday when you, when, you, when you get a demotion at work instead of that promotion you were believing for because there's somebody lateral that's going to move over to your position. They think you'd be better suited where you were before. What about when you get that phone call that none of us really want to get from a doctor's because you just had your six-month checkup? Where, where, where's your walk then? We gotta seek Jesus. And I know you're looking at me still like we're in church, of course. Yes, but when life has its way with us, we talked about it already, because of the cross of Jesus, life has no longer, it has our opportunity, no longer has the right to have its way with us. No, we have our birthright, our rebirth right through the cross of Jesus to have our way with life. So when it comes to Tuesday and when it comes to Wednesday and when we're done with the high from Sunday night because the worship was on point and the message was great and the brownies were delicious and we got, we got ice cream for after service, when we're off the high of Sunday night and Wednesday kicks us in the teeth and Thursday picks us back up just so Friday can punch us again, where is our hope? Where is our faith? What time do I got on that imaginary devil clock that keeps trying to keep me down? Wow, I got a boogie. Okay. <laughs> You say that every week, and the podcast just gets longer and longer, and the emails get longer and longer. I don't want to talk about Jesus like he's not in the room. I don't want to talk about Jesus like he's not in our conversations. I don't want to talk about Jesus like he's not present in my hospital room. I don't want to talk about Jesus like he's, like he's not showing up on the other side of this job issue. Or the deep depression and heartache that I feel at night. 
I want to talk about Jesus. I want to talk right to him. I want to talk right at him. I want to pray. I want to feel him close. And I want to walk out the power that he has given us. And church, I'm here to tell you tonight that it starts with seek ye first the kingdom of God and all else will be added onto you. Amen. Matt, Mar- uh, where am I at? Matthew 6.33. I think we got it on the big screen. There it is. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added onto you. I don't know where you're at tonight. But Adri and I have had a crazy six months. We currently rent a home from our landlord who happens to be Adrian's uncle. And word to the wise, just so you know, don't ever mix money and family or business and family. Could it go great? Yes. Does it have an opportunity to go incredibly wrong? Absolutely. And we're living in it. It's over six months since February till now. We have been looking for a house. We've been seeing houses weekly, three times, four times, five times a week. We have been going in them and assessing them and assessing the neighborhoods and seeing where we could raise some kids because we want to get started on that. Hello, preach. We want to do this thing. Well, the family situation, we want to preserve and make it good. But it's increasingly difficult. And so we're trying to move forward in our lives and we want this thing so bad because our situation is so bad and our future we long for so bad. Has anybody ever been in that situation where, man, you just see your future and you want it so bad and you need it so bad and your current situation is the absolute worst? Am I preaching to anybody? Has anybody been there? For Adrian and I, we sat down this week, man. We had a conversation. Here's a, little, here's a little box into our lives off the platform, okay? A little window. We sat down. We had to sit down this past week, and we had to actually talk about this. We had to talk about, man, here's the situation with her uncle and her landlord. Here's the house that, yes, we, we just got an offer accepted on the house, $10,000 less than it was even listed for, and $50,000 less than it was originally listed for. You can praise God for that. <laughs> because he made that happen and I wasn't even supposed to talk about it tonight but it's in my message and so Adrian, I'm sorry. But man, we got this house. And then we got to go to the inspection. If you don't know about that, it's awesome. Hire this guy. His name's uh, James and Dave. They're great. We got this inspection going on. They check everything out and so we got this house. We're riding this high of this home, right? We're so excited. And before the inspection, a couple days before, we hear from Adrian's uncle via her mother telephone game here that he's upset and he wants to sell the house and he's going to buy property up in Ludington, yada, yada, yada. He has a marina. Dude's awesome. Love it. Hope his marina thrives. It just obviously puts us in a difficult spot and he's making waves via family, not even to us, just via family, right? Might be a little bit personal tonight, but I got to let you know. So that's one kick right there. Like we don't need, like we just got this house and we understand that you want to sell this one that we're currently in for this, but we just got this house and we don't need it because there's been drama this whole time with him. As great as the house is and as great as it is for him to allow us to have it, if it wasn't for this guy and this home, Adrian and I had no shot of getting married a few years back because I was a pastor and I made nada and she was working awesome kids eyewear line, designing glasses, doing website stuff, being an absolute boss. Again, my wife is cooler than me every time. Okay? She's way cool. Way cooler than me. So if that wasn't bad enough, then we have this inspection happen and the inspection happens and it comes back. Everything's great. You're getting this house for this and it's awesome and you should be really excited. Yada, yada, yada. Oh, by the way, your radon coming from the basement is off the charts. 
four is acceptable. Y'all got 5.1. What? So we, we, we put Oni on the back burner, her uncle. We put her uncle on the back burner. We get past that, that situation because everything's good because we see the girl land is coming. We're on our way out of the season and we see it approaching fast and we're going to get in this home and we're going to get out of his home and hopefully this relationship is better than it started. That's our goal. And then we find out we got radon issues. And it's like, well, we already got this girl down who's selling the house for $10,000 less than she wanted to and $50,000 less than she thought she was going to get because she's put a lot into it. It's an incredible blessing from God and it's favor all over it. Well, if you know anything about buying a house, they're supposed to pay for these things. And if they don't, you're out of luck, champ. And it's just kind of like, do you still want the house or not? And then it's like, wow, the promised land that we thought was coming, that we see coming, could totally be thwarted by somebody's uh, just not wanting to spend any more money than they already have on the place to get it fixed. Man, this whole time that we've been searching for a house because we want to start a family, because we want to be in this neighborhood of the city that we pastor in, that we want to make it out here. There's, there's all these things that we want to do and we're believing God for and it all revolves around this house and we got excited and we got heartbroken. We got a house once and it got passed up. We got a house another time and it ended up being a murder capital of Grand Rapids that just wasn't safe to raise kids in and we ended up getting this and this and this and this and it was just like, man, this has been a long six months. Has anybody had a long six months before where you just need a breakthrough, you just need God to move? So we had this conversation where we honestly just had to talk. Talk to your spouse, by the way. Talk to your girlfriend. Talk to your boyfriend, whatever it may be. Talk to your people, okay? Communication is everything. And we're talking, and man, we just had to decide that we were at the end of ourselves, and we weren't going to allow the looming shadow that was our landlord slash family member to dictate how we respond to life situations, to dictate how we respond to storms in our lives. And we weren't going to allow whether this lady decides to pay for the radon issue, uh, the radiation issue from the basement or not, dictate our spirit, okay? Our spirit, our responsibility. It's not our landlord's responsibility. It's not this lady's house uh, that we're buying from responsibility. No, no, no. Our spirit, our mindset, our perspective, our walk our responsibility. And so Adria and I, we had to get there. We came to the end of ourselves and we just said, you know what? We've had our hope wrapped up in a house. We've had our hope wrapped up in a need. We've had our hope wrapped up in, in a deficit, in a lack. But we need a supplier, okay? Our hope, if we want to go legend in this life, if you want to see power in this life, if you want to be what the Word of God says you can be, your hope can never be wrapped up in where your need is at. It can only be wrapped up in the supplier of the need. Amen? Somebody say, he's got supplies. Somebody's got so Justin Timberlake with us. Somebody say, he's got supplies. Whatever it is in our lives, the worship team, you can get ready to come back up because we've got to land this bird ASAP because it's late and we got ice cream to be had for the after party and the spirit is not done moving. What's up, Josh? You come here often? Cool. Love him. That's a difficult thing get to the end of ourselves and realize that we have zero control over what's taking place in our lives. But just like what's going on in our country, just like what's going on in the world, just like what's going on in your life, in my life, in your life, just what's going on, Jesus Christ 
has never left the right hand side of the father your whole situation God the creator of the universe he is still on the throne and he is asking us to seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness his ways how he wants us to live what he says is best for our lives his promise of being led by the spirit it's all there he's going to supply all of our needs according to his riches in Christ Jesus he's got it he's never left the throne he's never taken a potty break he's never missed a call he's here every single time for every single need for every single lack even when we need power to move but friends I've come to tell you that we don't seek power we seek the one who is powerful we don't seek a need or a supply we seek the one who has the supplies we seek the one who meets every need in this life if we want to be a legend legend or bust if we don't want to be just mere talk then we have got to quit and we've got to get out of a place where we're not consumed with our situations and wrapped up in what he says about or what the world says about us and what our situations dictate for us and the chaos that we are just free falling into this limbo that we've existed in for far too long no 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 if we want the power we've got to seek ye first the kingdom of God Jesus Christ he's a good father you heard that song? You're a good, good father. You heard that song? We sing it every Father's Day without miss, without fail. Every Father's Day. I love the church. It's funny. He's a good father. And he's not a far off father. He's the father when the prodigal son was a long way off. He left his, his chair. He left his estate. And he went running after his son when he saw him far off. He's the giver of good gifts. He wants to give good gifts to his children. But what he wants is your heart, not your list. Talk about it. He wants your soul, not your agenda. He wants your obedience, not your happenstance. Am I preaching to anybody else tonight? Would you stand up? We're about ready to worship. We're about to sing the song called The Reckless Love of God. And I love the word reckless because it means to purposely avoid caution. That God's love is reckless because he decided that whether we ever came home, whether we ever came to take over church, whether we ever came to know him, he was still going to take all of hell, all of sin, all of death upon his body in the hope and in the chance that you would give your life to him. This is what this church is about. This is what legend is about. This is what we do this for. It's the reckless love of God. And so I want to invite you tonight as we get ready to sing this in just a moment. We're going to leave our reputation behind for revival. We're going to leave our words behind for his wonder. We're going to leave our talk behind for our walks to stop right through hell. Am I preaching to anybody tonight? You ready to go there? Are you ready to go there? this night's not over. He's not done. He's got more to do. So let's sing and let's worship. Let's not talk about it. Let's sing about it. Let's walk it out and let's be about it tonight. In Jesus' name.
feel the Holy Ghost is what I feel. Y'all feel that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Come on. <clears throat> I feel the word, though. Because just because uh, Matt and, and me and these guys and Adrian and just because we're pastors or just because we're leaders, man, church sometimes could be real convicting. <laughs> and it's funny because we... We still, uh, we still come here to get something out of it. Um, we still come here to hear what the Lord has for us. We're not here dispelling it out from on high. The wisdom, you know, that the, that the Lord revealed to Moses because no one else was worthy to stand in his presence. We're all worthy to stand in his presence. That's the miracle of the cross. All right? That's the miracle of the cross. That's what Jesus paid for was your, your unworthiness is now canceled. And you are now made worthy, one with Christ, through his death and resurrection. That's just the word, man. Uh, but uh, I feel this word in me right now because, well, frankly, I need to go home and pray. Because the Lord's been talking to me during service and just saying, like, not anything real, like, heavy, you know. Like, he's not disappointed in me and he's not um, necessarily even being corrective. But he's calling me. I don't know if anybody else has that on your heart tonight. That the Lord's calling you. Or maybe you're not. Maybe that just kind of clicked for you when I said that. Because maybe you didn't know what that was. But um, he just kind of subtly does it. Where he points out. Yeah, you know, Matt's talking about like having a conversation with me outside of the walls of church. That's what Matt's talking about. And and I'm down if you're down. Like, that's kind of how the Lord's talking to me right now in my heart, being like, hey, it's been a while since we had, like, a good long talk, you and me, um, outside of your Sunday routine, outside of your crew night, outside of your Bible study. It's been a long time since you and I just talked. Like, that's just kind of what the Lord's saying to me is he's like, hey, I, I miss you. I love you. You want to talk? Um, so my encouragement is if there's something in your heart that feels that way, first off, don't, don't let that voice be manipulated by the other voice that tries to say, yeah, you, you know, you, you kind of messed up because you haven't, you haven't been talking to the Lord. Because that, that actually isn't the Lord talking to you. The voice that calls you into the secret place to receive more of his power and more of his presence, that's the Lord. The one that says, dude, you messed up, that's not the Lord. Um, that's some other jerk. We don't worry about him. He doesn't get our time of day. He doesn't get the microphone. But, um, yeah, I'm sharing that conviction because I think it's important that we open up our hearts and show the things that the Lord's convicting us of. Um, so that we all know that we're in it together, that we're all growing to be more like Jesus, that it's, it's, it's a process and we're all walking it out together. Um, with that said, I, I have seen some breakthroughs in my life and feeling powerless with the same stuff kicking me around all the time. Anybody, that's what Matt was talking about, the bad six months. And some of us have been praying for years for breakthrough in a certain area. Some of us have been praying for freedom from an addiction. Some of us have been praying for pieces of our personality that we're not proud of to go away. 
I don't know what that is for you, but I know that that's a thing. <laughs> Some of us have been praying for a, a physical condition to change. And I will say that the breakthroughs that I've received have come from the Holy Spirit's conviction that I am a man in right relationship with the Lord. I shared this uh, when we did communion. I shared a word that the Lord had given me. Why do people in happy, committed relationships not cheat on each other? Is it because they constantly live with the awareness that they could if they wanted to? And my point in making that uh, statement was to say, like, the reason that we stop sinning or overcome sin is not because we constantly remind ourselves that we're horrible sinners and we live with a conviction of sin over our lives. That's not how you get free from sin. And that's not how you get free from your personality issues or your physical ailments. It's greater vision. It's living in light of what he did. When I have the conviction that I'm a son of God, that I'm a husband, that I'm a human being on the earth in 2018, full of the Holy Ghost and full of the love of Jesus, that tells me that I don't have the time of day for certain things. You understand what I'm saying? When you, uh, when Jesus, when it says that Jesus was about his father's business, that's what it means. It's not like he did anything that we can't do. I hate to say, I hate to say that because I know that offends some people. But the scripture actually says that we can do more, that we can do better, we can do bigger. It says, greater things than this will you do. That's Jesus' words. He certainly believed in it. That's what, that's the encouragement that took him all the way to the cross, was the belief that you and I could overcome. But it wasn't through this constant reminder of our inadequacies. And it wasn't through anything except the power that he paid for. And that has to come from submission first. My life belongs to you now. I don't want to have a conversation with the voices in my head. I don't want to have a conversation with liars and hypocrites. I don't even want to have a conversation with my senator. <laughs> I want to have a conversation with the spirit of the Lord inside me. And he convicts me that I, should, that I should do better because I'm made for better. And because better was bought for me. It's like this. If your parents bought you a brand new car, why are you going to go out and try to buy yourself a beater? Because you're too good for it? Because you're too proud? Because you don't want to be a spoiled rich kid? We are cosmically wealthy. We are spiritually wealthy. Our Father is the richest being in all of existence. And He paid for us to have a dope ride. <laughs> Come on, man. And, um, and so here's what I'm believing for right now, okay? Um, what I want to do, I want to have... Um, I want to keep playing this song... And sometimes we do stuff like this, um, and I think people are just, like, unsure or whatever. But I literally want every single person in this room tonight who has had questions 
about whether the power of God is able to transform your life, about whether or not your salvation should mean more, whether or not it's possible for you to walk through life and not get beat up over and over by the same stuff, if that's you, if you've even thought that for a second, if you're even carrying one one hundredth of an ounce of worry, of concern, of guilt, of just maybe even hopeful expectation but unsureness, I want uh, Matt and myself and uh, Adrienne, we're going to be available. And uh, what I want is I want you to come up and I want you to receive prayer. I want you to receive your brothers and sisters in Christ who um, have gone to battle for you in the secret place, have prayed, have asked for the Holy Spirit to come and be a part of our lives here at TakeOver. Um, We all walk in this. We're trying to pursue this. We're seeking the Lord in the secret place and He's giving more and more of His Spirit and more of His power. And we want to share that. We want to give that. We want this body to come around you in agreement and we want your pastors and your um, yeah, we want your pastors to let to lay hands on you and to pray over you and to say like we're here to serve you. This is how the early church did it and this is how they overcame. So um, we're going to keep playing. Um, I'm going to have Natalie go ahead and just like lead us through some more of Reckless Love. But for real, real, if, if there are some things you need to see change in your life, just come let us, let us pray for you. Let us do this. It's not about um, then we can point a finger and say like X amount of people came forward for prayer tonight. What it is is like we are burning with a passion for you, for the city, for the love of Jesus to just take over lives. And um, we want to share that. What what we have to offer, what you have to offer needs to be imparted to one another in, in love and good works. And um, yeah, we're believing that this is where the buck stops and that next week that thing is gone. And that later tonight, that thing that usually haunts you on Sunday nights is gone. But it starts here and we have to come into submission to the Lord. Um, so let's let's just do that together. All right, y'all. I'm going to pray real quick and then I'm going to invite people who um, want to have us pray for them. We're going to pray for just a fresh, a fresh move of the spirit, fresh fire for y'all. Cool. Cool. Father, thank you for this church. Thank you for the words of our pastor, Matt, of Adrienne, for the encouragement that we receive week after week. Father, we're, we're believing right now for the spirit that raised Jesus from the dead to just come through and to just do a mighty thing. For, um, for you to unleash gifts and potential and um, to see Holy Spirit power just take over our lives. Um, right now, we just... Um, surrender this moment to you for the building of your church, for the edification of the body right now. Holy Spirit, we just invite you to come and do your thing. Amen.